Hey, Sarah here. Summer is fast approaching, and here's what I propose. A relaxed and simple summer that offers just enough structure to keep those long, sticky days from melting into chaos, and just enough fun to keep your kids asking for more. Also, fairy tales. Lots of fairy tales. (laughs) I'm teaching a free workshop called Three Simple Steps to a Fairy Tale Summer, and I would love for you to join me. Save your free seat at the workshop by texting the word fairy tale, all one word, to the number 33777. See you there. listening to the Read Aloud Revival Podcast. This is the podcast that helps you make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Hello, hello, Sarah McKenzie here. Happy you're joining me for this mini episode of the podcast. It can be hard to find books to read with your teens, right? It's not that common these days to read aloud with our teens, but we know that reading aloud continues to be of primary benefit to our kids' academic, social, and emotional success when we continue to read to them long past the time they're able to read on their own. So in this episode, I want to help you read aloud with your teens. Finding books to read aloud with teens presents a unique challenge. A lot of books being published today for teens contain content that's, well not necessarily something we'll have a good time reading with our teens or something we want to hand to our teens at all. Am I right? Have you been to your local bookshop and looked in the teen section lately? In this mini episode, I want to share five books that would be great read-alouds for teens. None of these books have objectionable content that you couldn't read so that you couldn't read them aloud even if your younger kids are around, but still I'd recommend these primarily as suited for teens. And they'll definitely keep your teens engaged and interested. They're also all new books because you know where to find classics, right? There's a million places online where you can find classics to read with your teens. But I wanted to find books published in the last not too long decade or so where they would appeal especially to your teens and that you could read aloud and feel good about and have great conversations and a great experience with your teens. Before we launch in, can I ask you a favor? Would you take just a minute today to give the podcast a rating or review in iTunes? When you do that, it makes our podcast easier to find for other families who want to find great books to read with their kids, or maybe they're just dipping their toes in the read aloud water. (laughs) If you could search for read aloud revival in iTunes and then leave a star rating and a review, we'd love that so much. I read every single review. I really appreciate that. And you're doing a lot of good for the Read Aloud Revival when you take just a second to leave us a rating or review in iTunes. It should only take about two minutes. Would so appreciate it. Okay, ready for my five picks for teens today? Each of my five picks are great selections to read aloud with your teenagers. I think you'll enjoy them as much as your teens will. Just listen for the one that sounds interesting to you and give it a whirl. You might be surprised at how wonderful an experience reading aloud with your older kids can be. And don't worry if you're busy while you're listening and you can't jot down notes. We've got all these books over in the show notes for you 
Go to readaloudrevival.com and look for episode 68. You'll find all the books I mentioned today. Okay, the first pick for teens is The Charlatan's Boy by Jonathan Rogers. If you caught last week's Read Aloud Revival episode, you know that Jonathan Rogers is my own favorite living author, really. And this book is just so good. This is how it starts. I only know one man who might be able to tell me where I come from, and that man is a liar and a fraud. (laughs) Compelling, right? Grady, the main character, tramps through villages in the fictional world of Cornwald with a circus huckster named Floyd. And they, Grady and Floyd, they rely on the people of Cornwall to fall for their Fiji act. Fiji's, by the way, are this swamp-dwelling folk. You might recognize Fiji's if you've read Jonathan Rogers' Wilder King trilogy. This is not a part of the Wilder King trilogy, but it happens in the same world of Cornwall. So they rely on the people of Cornwall to fall for their Fiji act, but nobody really believes in Fiji's anymore. And so Floyd ends up coming with this grand scheme called the Great Fiji Scare. And this results in having some surprising results, both for the people of Cornwall and for themselves. This is really a book about knowing who you are and knowing whose you are. I am telling you, I copied so many passages from this one into my own reading journal. I think Jonathan Rogers is a masterful storyteller, and I highly recommend this one as a read aloud to your teens. Book two is Navigating Early by Claire Vanderpool. Okay, so Claire Vanderpool is the author of Newbery Award-winning Moon Over Manifest. I have not actually read that one yet. It's on my to-read stack. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But I have read this one, Navigating Early. It's been described as reminiscent of Huckleberry Finn. I quite agree. That's a good description. What we have here is a boy named Jack who is sent to live in a boarding school. And while he's there, he befriends an odd boy named Early Auden. On their school break, both Early and Jack set out on the Appalachian Trail to find a great black bear that Early is certain they will find and to answer some deeper questions they have as well. But that's not all they find or what they find out on their quest. This is a really powerful book about friendship, about death, about loneliness. I know that sounds heavy and sad, but it's starkly beautiful, really engaging. I think your teens, both boys and girls, will really enjoy Navigating Early by Claire Vanderpool. My third selection is Princess Academy by Shannon Hale. I just so wish this book had a different title and I wish it had a different cover as well, actually. It looks, if you look at the cover, it kind of looks like a Disney princess story and that is not even remotely close. Even the word Princess Academy does not really accurately describe the richness of this one. It's not your average princess tale. It's one that your teens will love, especially if you like to give them books with strong female characters, then you don't want to miss this one. Princess Academy is the story of a girl named Miri, who is sent to an academy to her village's mountain, where all the girls have to study in order to become, learn how to become to be a princess, just in case they're selected by the prince. So in this story, they're Wow, Shannon Hale, she's this, she weaves these characters together. I mean, the depth of the characters in her books, you're not ready to leave them when the book ends. They're rich. You feel like you know them. Just really powerful. And this is a story of courage and resilience and fortitude. I would categorize this one as an adventure tale more than anything else. There's lots of action. There's a strong plot to keep you turning pages. I think your boys would like it every bit as much as your girls. Like I said, 
It needs a different title, but Princess Academy by Shannon Hale definitely makes my list of five. Okay, the fourth one I want to tell you about today is Brown Girl Dreaming by Jacqueline Woodson. This is a book written in verse, and it has been one of my own favorites to read this past year. It's actually made me want to go find as many other books in verse as I can find. This is Jacqueline Woodson's memoir of sorts. It won a National Book Award as well as a Newbery Honor, both for really good reason. It's a collection of poems that read start to finish like a novel. So you could read any of the poems alone, but when you read them in order, they string together like a novel. That's what a novel in verse is. And this one is all about Jacqueline's experience growing up in the 60s and 70s as an African-American girl during the aftermath of the civil rights movement. Her writing is very lyrical, very strong. And anyone who struggled to learn how to read, but who loves books and reading will enjoy Jacqueline's own journey toward finding her voice through stories and poems. She tells that story all throughout the book. As with other novels written in verse, it's usually best if you read aloud novels in verse while looking at the text together, if possible, either with your own copies or just sitting next to your teen so you guys can look at the pages together. Because the way poems are laid out on a page shed light on their meaning. And so Caroline Starr Rose, who's a favorite novelist in verse of mine, she told me that it's important if you're reading aloud books in verse to see the text as well as to hear it. There is also a gorgeous audiobook of Brown Girl Dreaming read by Jacqueline Woodson herself. That would be a great option. And we will link to that in the show notes as well. We'll get back to the show in just a minute. At the beginning of today's episode, I mentioned that what I propose for this summer is a relaxed and simple plan that offers just enough structure to keep your days from melting into chaos and just enough fun to keep your kids asking for more. And what summer wouldn't be much, much better with a whole bunch of fairy tales? Well, I'm teaching a free workshop called Three Simple Steps to a Fairy Tale Summer, And here's what we're going to talk about. First, how reading fairy tales can make your summer easier. Yes, easier. We want to take things off your plate this summer, not put more on, right? (laughs) Fairy tales can make your summer easier and more fun. I'm also going to share the fairy tales I recommend for every age and the tippy top thing you can do to make sure your kids make delightful memories this summer. It is way less work and way less pressure than you think. The free workshop is happening live online on May 7th, 2024, and you can save your free seat by texting the word fairy tale, all one word, to the number 33777. And yes, there's a replay, so make sure you register even if you can't join us live on May 7th. Again, text the word fairy tale, all one word, to the number 33777. My next pick is The Wednesday Wars by Gary Schmidt, who's basically a genius when it comes to crafting compelling tales. This one also won a Newbery Honor. It's the story of hauling hoodhood during the school year in 1967 and 68 in Long Island, New York. There's a lot happening in the world when the novel is happening, um, the Vietnam War for one, and then more personal issues to hauling like the bully who demands that he brings him cream puffs, his father's obsession with his architecture business and keeping the perfect house, and his teacher deciding that it's time for him, time for hauling, to learn some Shakespeare. 
I know more than one kid who's decided to go ahead and read Shakespeare on their own after reading this book. It really does make you want to get lost in the Bard's work. When I finished reading The Wednesday Wars, I started thinking, I think it's time for me to read The Tempest. (laughs) It's just, it's Schmidt is a master. And he, in this book, he tackles big and important themes in a funny, lighthearted manner. You will be thinking about this one after you finish putting it down for a while. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. I know I said five. I'm going to give you six because I want to tell you about The Boundless by Kenneth Oppel. I read this one earlier this summer and really enjoyed it. It caught me by surprise several times. It's steampunk fiction, you know, magical realism. It's set during the early days of the Canadian Railway, and there are just touches of magic that keep the plot moving. So Will is the main character in the book, and he is hungry for adventure. And boy, does he get one when he finds himself in possession of the key to a train car that contains some treasures that some of the more unsavory characters in the book desperately want access to. It's action-packed and fast-moving, and this is a book your teens will probably ask you for one more chapter almost every day that you read aloud. (laughs) I love the way the author wove in history, the concept of social injustice, and then this call to courage in doing what's right along with a fast-paced action, especially if you have a teen boy who's not really big into reading and hasn't fallen in love with books. Try this one either on audio or as a read aloud on your own and see if you reading it aloud or putting it on an audiobook doesn't engage and interest him. I will put a link to the audiobook in the show notes for this episode as well. Now it's time for Let the Kids Speak. This is my favorite part of the podcast, where kids tell us about their favorite stories that have been read aloud to them. My name is Silas, and I am seven years old, and I live in Washington State. And my favorite book is The Chronicles of Narnia, and I like it because of Aslan. What is your name? Helen. How old are you? Three years old. Where do you live? I live in Washington State. And what's your favorite book? My favorite book is I like uh, it's Click Quack Moor and I like the duck. Hey, what is your name? Esther Faith Quam. Esther Faith Quam. How old are you, Esther? You are two years old. <laughs> Where do you live? Washington State. And what is your favorite book? Why do you like click clack moo? Because you like saying clickety clack moo. I am Mariah and I'm five years old and I live in Washington State. What is your favorite book? Cats and the Hat. And I like it because Cats and the Hat plays with Think One and Think Two. My name is Caleb. I am six and a half years old. My favorite book is Bubbleton because I like the part when he says, because they are going to eat me if I order brain. My name is Sarah. I'm in Tennessee and I'm five years old. And my favorite book is Bubbleton. I like when they do like, you have a word on your nose. Oh, Lord. What's your name? 
Where do you live, Abraham? Georgia. What's your favorite book? The Diggers Are Coming. The Diggers Are Coming? Yeah. Why do you like that book? Because. Because why? Because there's a lot of diggers in there. Do you like diggers? Yeah. <laughs> when I was Judah. How old are you, Judah? I'm three years old. And where do you live? St. Louis, Missouri. And what's one of your favorite books? The Space One. Why is it one of your favorites? Because I like it. Let's find pictures of rockets. Hello, my name is Clarky Johnson, and I live in Linden, Washington, and I'm seven years old. And my favorite book is Peter Pan, because when Peter Pan comes, they... He teaches them how to fly, and then one of the stars tells him when to leave. Hello, my name is David Johnson, and I live in Linden, Washington, and I'm six. And my favorite book is Cowboys. And my favorite part is when you can see all the horses and cattle and the people riding on horses. Thanks to you for tuning in to this mini episode. Make sure you're subscribed to the Read Aloud Revival in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss any episodes. Don't forget to take just two minutes to go to iTunes to leave us a star rating and review. And then get our emails when you sign up at readaloudrevival.com so you don't miss our many free resources, book lists, giveaways for families who love to share books with their kids. That's at readaloudrevival.com. I'll be back in a week with another episode of the Read Aloud Revival. Until then, go make meaningful and lasting connections with your kids through books. Thank you.